Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome, one and all. Welcome back to the Unsalted Popcorn Podcast, the second, second of 2018. It's almost like we're getting vaguely organised. Almost. It's only taken us seven and a half hours to work out what software to use, swear about Skype a lot, and then print off some pages and then lose them, and then email them to people, lose them again. The cat threw up, I bought a cross trainer, and you're looking out the window. And that's where we are. This is the Unsorted Popcorn Podcast. I am your editor, Carl Johnson. I am sitting here with two dogs, and sitting there looking like he's in a Dutch brothel all the way down in the mumbles is the one, the only, the schmookin' Gavin King. <laughs> Suddenly you're starting to sound an awful lot like the Grinch. Why do I have said that before? <laughs> I look like the bloody Grinch. Oh, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, here we are. We're back again. And if you're in, if you're listening to, the, if you were listening to the last show, and I don't know if Dave was, I think he was on holiday. Um, yeah. We were talking about the films of the year, and that has led us nicely into award season because we are coming up to the Baftas and the Oscars. And for reasons best known to themselves, the Oscars are coming second this year. And the Oscars are going to be on March the 4th, and the BAFTAs are going to be on February the 18th. I suspect in the hope that they'll have impeached Trump before March the 4th, and no one will have to worry about it. You're saying Oscar is coming second. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to tell his wife? (laughs) Oh, I think she'll know. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, so we're going to basically take you through the runners and riders, the hits and the misses of who's up for what, and we are going to give you our expert opinion okay. on who we think will win. But before we dive in, we're going to start with the BAFTAs, because that goes first, but I want to just pause for a second to utter the phrase, the Oscar-nominated Kong Skull Island. <laughs> for those of you hard of hearing, I'll repeat that again. Kong Skull Island is up for an Oscar. <laughs> we'll come to it later, but just I can't. There are no words. Let's just say the Dunkirk's up for a best Oscar for a director. Um, should we do the Baftas first? <laughs> yeah, do the Baftas. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's do the. Where was I? Because. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, you can do that anyway, because he's... Yeah, he's, he's mentioned. Because um, the BAFTAs obviously do things slightly differently. They have best film and outstanding British film. Oh, yeah. And interesting. Well, well, well let's, let's cover both at the same time. Because under best film, you've got Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Right. And outstanding British film... Three billboards? Best British film? No, best film. No, and outstanding British film. So it is. Yeah. I was going about to come to that because that's only British film. Because the Darkest Hour's up for both. Well, that's that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, what's three billboards doing on there? I have no idea. Did you take this from the Guardian? The BAFTA list. I may well have done. Ah, there you go. See, it looks like the Gronyad. But it, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. It could be for reasons we aren't fully conversant with. In the same way. That uh, oh, which film was it? There was a film that was classed as a British film last year because they'd shot yeah, for an afternoon in Tooting. Yeah, so it could be that it could be British production, British people behind it. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, out of the the best film list, haven't had a chance to see Call Me by Your Name yet. I haven't I seen. Don't know what that is? No, I 
might have a I'm not sure if I've seen that or not. I don't know. I don't know. I know I haven't seen it. Darkest Hour. I'm going to be seeing later on today or tomorrow. Unless you know, I have seen it. You have seen it. Uh, Dunkirk. We've both seen. The Shape of Water actually isn't out until October. I think February f- next week for me at the Odeon. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, we've both seen, and we had slightly different views on it for different reasons, but think came to the same thing. So, for your best film list, Mr. King, yeah. what, what's leaping out at you? What, do you? what do you think stands out as the best film of last year by that list? I would yes. like to point out that our top three aren't even mentioned. Darkest Hour. You reckon Darkest Hour? Yeah. Okay. Because you, cause you, you were saying that Historical inaccuracies aside, because obviously you you know more about the Second World War than I do, because you were there and I wasn't. Um, but you apparently you were saying Gary Oldman's performance was something to behold. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, he's, he's going to get an Oscar for that. Well, this is the Baftas. Let's focus. Come on, focus. Concentrate. Concentrate. Do the Baftas first. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, to be honest, I'm. You know, I wouldn't say it's the best film I've ever seen in my life, but out of that list, I mean, uh, the only one I haven't seen is Call Me By Your Name, The Shape of Water I've read about, and it isn't, I know it's not going to be my my kind of thing. It's got Sally Hawkins in it. Uh, It ain't going to be my kind of thing. I bet you like it. I bet you like it. I'll be ringing you up saying, (laughs) except this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to place a small wager now that when you get around to watching that, you're going to be going, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I know. I know. We know what you're like. So my my fear, bear in mind history and all the rest of it, I, I think best film from the judge's point of view, it's going to be a toss-up between Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Yeah, I'd say it's Dunkirk. I fear they're going to go that way. Yeah, and they... And I've lost track of the number of people I've argued with about Dunkirk, and they've all maintained it was brilliant, but we gave our views in the last podcast, and they're wrong. Yeah, absolutely right. So, are we both predicting that Dunkirk will win that one, then? Yeah. Right, you are. Now, moving on to outstanding British film, for which we can have Darkest Hour, Death of Starling, God's Own Country, Lady Macbeth, Paddington 2 and Three Billboards. I mean, Paddington 2, yeah, that's it, done, I'm done, I've got no argument, next. <sighs> yeah, absolutely right. Although, Ooh, hello. I, I, I have a feeling they might go for Death of Starling. Okay, I mean, is it possible, do you think, that they'll go for Dunkirk for best film and Darkest Hour for Outstanding British? No. You don't think they'll do that? No. You don't think they'll split it that way? No. And why do you think that? Yeah, because the best film, it would have to be Darkest Hour, and then outstanding British film, Darkest Hour. Well, okay. Paddington 2, Paddington 2 egg does them all. Well, I know it does. I know. Okay, we will go for Paddington 2 for outstanding British film. I still think it'll be The Death of Sterling. See, I... I didn't. I like the first half of Death of Sterling. I, I know you're not keen on it. And then the second yeah, half just I, tails off. I'm just, I'm just going on how many people gushed over it. I know. But do you not remember when In the Loop came out? Everyone did exactly the same thing. The film version of The Thick of It. Everyone did exactly the same thing and said, oh, it was amazing, it's brilliant, it's fantastic, it's sharp, it's satirical, blah, 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 blah. But that did exactly the same thing, that the first third to a half was sharp, witty, rollercoaster, brilliant, and then the second half just died on its whole. Just... Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, who am I to argue with experts? <coughs> yeah, very true. As Michael Gove said, we've had enough of experts. Not in the English language. Oh, yeah. Best film, uh, not the English language. I, I mean, you know, L, first they killed my father, the handmaiden, Loveless, the salesman. Well, I wouldn't know because I haven't seen any of them. See, I've only seen L. So for that reason, it gets my vote. Okay. I think probably... I would go for first they killed my father. Just on the basis of a good title. Yeah, a good title. Yeah. Okay. See, I think we're going to go, they'll go with L just to appease the French. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. And I, and I take it there's been a shortage of animated films in the last year. Well, that's kind of interesting because I've got my Oscar list over the other side and there's only two that are on the same list. The Oscars came up with five. BAFTA have only come up with three, and my life is a courgette I haven't seen, but I heard good things about. I have no idea about loving Vince, but Coco's going to win. Mm. Oh, you're being thoughtful. I, I, well, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I have to say, I thought there were some very, very good songs in it. There were, that's true. Very good songs in it, and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was anywhere up near the best. You know, it's no Toy Story. Well, see, this is... What I'm finding now with Pixar films is they're all getting huge amounts of gushing praise and they're all brilliant and amazing and wonderful. And Coco was very good. I think Inside Out was probably very good if you were a parent. Yeah, I only saw that recently. But as the owner of a cat, it kind of left me cold. And it felt like I was being told how I should feel about a film. And Coco had that the same sort of thing. Rather than telling a story now, they're trying to tap into emotions first and bolt a story around it. I have to say, um, Coco herself was something else. Uh, quite a quite a brill um, imagination. And, yeah, I know you think it's manipulative, but there's no doubt that it got me at the end. Yeah, no, I can understand that, yeah. So are we going to back Coco for that one then, do you think? Yeah, I think we'll have to. Well, oh, well, if my life as a courgette wins, I'll buy you a courgette. You, you, yeah, you, best director. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a difficulty there. Yeah, I mean, from a, I mean, I, my suspicion is Nolan will win it for Dunkirk. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we can't talk about Call Me by Your Name because we haven't seen it. No, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think you've seen, but well, I haven't. Yeah, was, yeah, the Shape of Water hasn't come out yet, and no, Three Billboards. Be honest, it was, you know, it was. Where's the bloody space really doing that again? I mean, I like Dennis Villeneuve as a director. I think he's a really exciting, interesting director. Yeah. But like you, I didn't understand why we suddenly had to have a new Blade Runner film. No, no. But then they've done that with Blade Runner all the way through, haven't they? With the director's cut and goodness what. And a special cut. And I think, Robert, yeah, because the, the director's cut, there's a special cut and there's the final cut and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. I mean... So what are I mean, my suspicion will be that they will go for Guillermo del Toro because he does interesting films. But, yeah. but equally, yeah. it's possibly Nolan's time because he's done lots of other interesting films and this one was of a thing. Yeah. I mean, if it was called Margate or... Oh. Captain on Sea... I, you know what? I would love to see Christopher Nolan make make 
Tracton on Sea. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd go and see that. The Jaywick Chronicles. <laughs> so, well, who do we reckon? I mean, come on then. I'm going to say Nolan. I'm probably going to regret that, but I reckon Nolan will go get that. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Oh, well, let's, let's just gloss over that then. Yeah, moving on to Best Actress. Now, this yeah. th- this I'm kind of looking forward to, because Annette Benning for Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, Frances McDormand yeah. for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, the longest title in known history, Margot Robbie for I, Tonya, which hasn't come out yet, but the trailer looks amazing, uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Seabury's Answer, and I absolutely love Sally Hawkins, and Sasha Ronan for Lady Bird, which, again, I don't think has come out yet. Well, it, it should be Annette Benning. It should be, exactly. Because she, I mean, have you seen, did you get a chance? Because it's coming to your arts, cent- your arts cinema. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I just, I just know, again, everybody has sort of loved it, who's seen it, and just said she's absolutely amazing in it, so that's cool. And it's just a great story. However. However, however. Lady Bird, directed by a woman, and we all know how rare that is after the fuss that was created around uh, Wonder Woman. And Sasha Ronan plays an artistically inclined 17-year-old girl coming of age in Sacramento. No. See, that could... That no. Could... I'm set up with coming of age films. Yeah, I, I, I think... My guess would be that's between Benning and Ronan. And I... Annette Benning's performance in that film is nothing short of utterly superb. It's perfectly weighted and measured and it's not over the top and she just... Plays it so perfectly. Yeah. So what do you reckon? I mean, can be Margot. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for Itonia yet, but Margot Robbie looks good in that. I'm going. I'm going with that. You're going with Annette Benning. Yeah. On to best actor then. Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, which I haven't seen yet. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, which is fantastic. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. I bow to you on that. Jamie Bell for Film Stars Don't Die Liverpool, and. I'm going to say it's Timothy rather than calling him Timothy. That sounds insulting. Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Yes. I mean, do you think Oldman's performance is strong enough to get Best Actor in that? Oh, good God, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Head and shoulders. So I, don't, I don't know whether they'll go for Oldman or whether they'll give it to Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. No. It's good. It's good. Don't, don't get me wrong, but Oldman, Oldman is just... I, as I said to you yesterday... He does remind me of somebody portraying somebody else. Yeah. I mean, basically, the guy that played Christopher Jeffries. Uh, there's definitely there's, there's a hint of it there. I just can't call it. And I have to say that I think that Robert Hardy is probably a better Churchill, looking-wise. But then, you see, but Hardy doesn't actually get inside... The character as well. No, Oldman. It's just it, it really is quite an awesome performance. Okay, well, let's go with Gary Oldman for best actor then. All right. Moving on to best supporting actress, female lady person, and the winner of the very quiet, uncrunchy Dorito goes to. Um, we have Alison Janney for I Tonya, Kristen Scott Thomas for Darkest Hour, Laurie Metcalf for Ladybird, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Well, I can only comment on on one of those. Yep, anyone that I've seen, and. As much as I love Christine Scott Thomas, um, supporting actress, she's hardly in the film for starters. Well, that counts as supporting, I suppose. Well, and second, secondly, she is badly miscast. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, 
because Churchill's wife was not, was not a looker. And I know it doesn't really matter about these things, but actually, they've when you've got a situation where Oldham is just so good, yeah, I think they could have put somebody, they could have had guts, and instead of putting somebody glamorous in there, uh, which is a, a terrible historical inaccuracy, um, they should have gone with that gut feeling of putting somebody in there who was uh, a character actor okay okay um i mean again i can only go from the lengthy trailer i've seen but from the from the little bit i've seen alice and janney is at her absolute best in i Tonya. Oh, okay. um i can't comment on the other three haven't seen them yet but my suspicion is i think it'll be octavia spencer for the shape of water I don't know, partly because she is on a roll at the moment and she was so good in Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. She was great great in that. She was utterly superb. So my my feeling is that she's on such a roll at the moment. Oh, I see. So that's her, isn't it? That's her, yes. I think BAFTA may go that way. So Basically, yeah, I could quite conceivably see that. Okay, well, predict her for that and move on to Best Supporting Actor. I'm going to do this in a slightly different order from the list we have. Um, <laughs> because there are two from Three Billboards, and that's Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson. And there's William Defoe for The Florida Project. Uh, Hugh Grant for Paddington 2, which I think is arguably Oscar-worthy and BAFTA-worthy performance. But yeah. the best one for me has to be, for all the money in the world, the award for Best Person Who Isn't Kevin Spacey. Ghost of Christopher Plummer. I mean, that's just utterly brilliant. I mean, no, nothing, nothing, nothing says Spacey, you have pissed off the wrong people. Like a BAFTA nomination to the bloke who replaced him at the very last minute. That's just fantastic. There's actually a lovely song that goes with that Christopher Plummer bit. <laughs> the film does deny about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, just brilliant. Plummer comes in, does three work, three week hack job. Yeah, and get rid of Spacey, and he gets best support. That's so funny, hey, isn't it? It's just superb. I mean, that—that's just purely spite. That has to be absolutely. And he's like, you know, Kevin Spacey, we brought you over here, we gave you the Vic, you've shagged everyone you can find and abused everyone you can find and you've completely abused your trust and position. We are going to kick you out of the film and we're going to give you the award to the bloke who took your place the day before shooting started. I mean, it's just brilliant. <laughs> and the award for the best non-Kevin Spacey goes to... I mean, Christopher Plummer aside, um, I've, I've seen The Florida Project, I don't think you have. And no. Defoe is very good in it, but he's Defoe. Yeah. It's what yeah, he does. I can imagine that. I mean, Defoe is Defoe, isn't he? Yeah, this is it. And he's, he's, he's not stretching himself. And he's just... You know what? I, I've only just realised recently, because he was talking about it, that he's not William. Really? I didn't know he was Willem. Well, the fact that it's spelt W-I-L-L-E-M. But I've never looked at it before. Ah, that old excuse. You know, I mean, it's the the Guardian, it's obviously misspelled. That sounds reasonable, yeah, I can see where we're going with that. Um, I mean, 
For, for three billboards, I have to say I thought Sam Rockwell was utterly superb, and yeah. Woody Harlson was very good. So for me, it's between Sam Rockwell and Hugh Grant, assuming they don't just really kick Kevin Spacey and the plumbers. Yeah, I think it's got to be Hugh Grant. You reckon Hugh Grant for Paddington 2? If they don't, if they don't give the best film to Paddington 2, then Hugh Grant will get that. Yep, I'll go along with that. Because it was... He's very, very good in it. And let's face it, he's taken some stick over the years. Oh, there's a joke there about his stick, but we really shouldn't. Um, yeah, I'm back at this between Hugh Grant. I mean, it was it was always said of Hugh Grant that he kind of broke out of the Hugh Grant acting thing in uh, About a Boy and Bridget Jones. Yeah. But for me, he really kind of steps into the older actor having fun and really just letting go in Paddington 2. Well, he totally you... owns that. Sorry. Having only just seen Florence... Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Which, I mean, uh, again, you know, this is my prejudice. It's the kind of film I wouldn't watch. Yeah. Yes, I managed to find it on Now TV. And I thought, well, I'll give it a try. Saw that Hugh Grant was in it, almost turned it off. But they're both brilliant in it. I don't deny that. They are very, very good in that. Very good. I mean, oh. Dear, I mean, it's a good film. Good it's, film. Yeah, it is very good, and he is very good in it. Yeah. My feeling is that his role for Paddington 2 is not that far removed, but it, he seems to be having more fun with it. Yeah. I mean, the end sequence in, you know, the end song and dance number is just, it was just hilarious. I mean, let's face it, actually, you know, it, did he get that role in Paddington because Rupert Everett wasn't available? No. The kind of thing that Rupert Everett has made his own. From, from conversations he had around the time of Florence Foster Jenkins, he yeah. kind of alluded to the fact that having learned to sing and dance for that, that was going to be handy for his next role, but he couldn't say anything any more than that at the time. Oh, was that right? He was taught to sing and dance for films. He, 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 yeah, he, he, was, he did some singing, uh, some singing, dancey stuff in for Florence Foster. Okay, certainly the dance moves, and that's kind of that was then taken into. Paddington too. Because uh, in Miss Peregrine's Filthy Animals, whatever it's called, yeah. Miss Peregrine's Strange, no, Miss Peregrine's Strange Creatures, anyway, Miss Peregrine film. Yeah. Because Rupert Everett is in that, and he plays um, the villain with the long moustache twirly bit. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's just Rupert. It's... I mean, he doesn't... I like, I like him a lot, but he doesn't tend to deviate very much from certain roles these days. Yeah, yeah he was very good in that. Yeah. Which kind of, again, I, I think... That's why I think it could be Hugh Grant for that one, because he does do such a good job. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd give him that. Cool. Well, that's agreed on that. And finally, for the BAFTAs, um, from a short list of one... Yeah. The Fellowship's going to Ridley Scott. But I would go for Kevin Spacey myself. Well, if you're going to do that, then it goes to Christopher Plummer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the bit I don't get. I mean, I understand the, the, the Fellowship Award. I understand, you know, you haven't died yet and you've done a lot of good work, have an award thing. But why do they put it on the list? It's not like it's a short list you've got to, you know, pick to vote from. It goes to one no, person. Absolutely. So, in fact, why don't they just leave it as a nice surprise? Yeah, Exactly. Because they kind of build it up at the, th- the night, you know, oh, who's it going to be? Well, we already know. We've seen the list of nominations. Don't put that right. one out. If they wanted to really kill with their joke, they really should have given it to Christopher Plummer. 
Yes, that would that would have been, been fantastic. That would have been so good. <laughs> and the fellowship goes to Kevin. Oh, sorry, no, Christopher. <laughs> that would have been so good, so so good. Right, moving on to the Oscars, which this year is on March the fourth. Um, I but I believe everyone is going dressed as a fat. Balding businessman who thinks he's a president. Uh, some sort of fancy dress thing. Yeah. <laughs> that noise you heard in the background was the dog sneezing. You are so dead. I'm going to tell you, you said that. Anyway, on to the Oscars. Cut that one out as well. No, no, that's no. staying in. That's staying in just to get you in trouble. Um, on to the Oscars. Um, up for best picture, we have. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've gone for the. They've only gone for nine out of the possible ten that they give themselves. Oh, uh, we've got "Call Me by Your Name," "Darkest Hour," "Dunkirk," "Get Out," "Lady Bird," "Phantom Thread," "The Post," "The Shape of Water," and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, I, 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 I'm still yet to see the post. That again is down for this weekend. But you've seen the post. Yeah. Um, it's good. I mean, she, she is again. It's street. I mean, it's I mean, from the from the trailers, it looks like she's doing Margaret Thatcher again. Oh, I don't. I, I watched Margaret Thatcher the other night. Now, admittedly, I couldn't get through more than about forty minutes of it because I was going to smash the TV in. That sounds reasonable. However, she got her off to a bloody tea. That bad, eh? And it wasn't as if she was doing it. I mean, it was. She was so bloody good. Oh dear! I'm definitely not. I mean, I was it. really, really impressed. And then when I saw her. In the post, uh, the fact that, as I said to you, at the end of it, um, they telegraph it really, really, uh, I suppose, aiming it at the American audiences because they haven't got a clue what happens in their own history, let alone the history of the world. Yes. So they need to telegraph the fact there's going to be the post to Watergate because Uh, her role in that um, scandal rather than the Pentagon Papers. Of course, the Pentagon Papers, she was still seen as this little lady who had taken over the place because her daddy had died and then her husband had committed suicide. And she was only given the post because she married this guy who was a, a great newspaper man. So daddy dies, her husband commits suicide She's portrayed as being just this woman who is in this world of men. And there is an awful part of the film where there is just no need for it. But again, they're telegraphing the fact that she's a female role model. Because they get her to walk down some steps and all you see is it just happens, the crowd splits and on every step is an admiring woman looking up to her and you're supposed to go ah she's a role model but the thing is that she plays it so brilliantly that you can actually believe that she is that that prim proper rather timid woman it's brilliantly done yeah you watch it when she's in the post watergate and she suddenly in that she becomes this huge figure varying incredibly strong yeah and that's gonna, and that's when I think you'll look back at her performance in the post and say, 
Oh, yeah, that was that good. Yeah. Now, see, the thing with the post, um, Spielberg put whatever he was working on on hold to do the post because he said it was a film that needed doing now. now. He said it was a very, very prescient and very of the time. Yeah. And obviously we have anniversaries of war stuff kicking around as well, but the Americans don't tend to get on board an, aw- an awful lot with history they're not involved in. No, that's so I, which is why they had to explain to the Americans what the bloody hell Dunkirk was about. Well, exactly. And, you know, and let's not forget, they had to call it um, the madness of King George, because when they yeah. put it out originally, a lot of Americans were wondering where the first two films were. Two yeah. versions were. Yeah. Well, this, this, is the, this is the third one in the trilogy? No, Max. Sit down. It's King George and King <laughs> George 2. My feeling is that, with the feeling in America, certainly among the left, towards the current incumbent, incompetent idiot in the White House, I think they're going to make a statement with the Post. No, I don't. Okay. I think they're going to go Dunkirk. I really do. I, th- I think it would be too on the nose for them to do the post. So you don't think they could... Well, equally, they could make a statement towards Trump with Get Out, but that could be even more on the nose. That's that's too much on the nose. Yeah. Well, okay, you say Dunkirk, I'm going to say the post, which we'll find out they're, when... They're just going to do that to annoy me. I know it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just funny. It's why anyone does anything, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I understand. That's what I'm there for. Now, that's very true. Now, actually, having sort of done the, the, the best actress thing for the old BAFTA Roonies, the yeah. list for best actress is not dissimilar. In fact, there's only one change. Okay. The Oscars have gone for Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three, three Billboards, Margot Robbie for I, Tonya, Sasha Rona for Lady Bird, where we had Annette Benning, they've got Meryl Streep in the post. I think, going what we were talking about just now, my feeling is that's who they're going to go for. They might do, they might do, but I, I really hope they go for Frances McDormand. See, I think she, she is brilliant in, in Three Billboards. She is, isn't she? Utterly, yeah. she's just, just, I mean, yeah. it's her film. It's fantastic. I, I know, I wasn't that, I thought the film was okay, um, but Frances McDormand for me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that bit after the dentists, and they go and speak to her in the shop, were you, the, you were you at the? No, no, no. To that that, that bit afterwards, where they go, were you at the dentist earlier? Mm-hmm. She clearly can't talk because of the Novocaine. It's just brilliant. It's just done so well. Okay. But there were bits. That, I mean, I know there were, you didn't necessarily find it as funny as I did in places, but for me, it was about four different films trying to be one. But she is consistently superb throughout. But if you give it to Meryl Streep, you get one hell of an Oscar acceptance speech. Yeah, yeah. You know, which way do you want to play that? I'll let you call that one. Which way do you reckon it's going to go? Francis McDormand. Okay, I'm going to say Meryl Streep anyway, because it's my game. (laughs) Uh, And then on to Best Actor. Mr. Timothée Charlet is back for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis has appeared for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya again for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire, which has only just come out over here. I reckon they're going to go for Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, they're going to go for Gary Oldman. You reckon Oldman? Yeah. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, I mean, you know, where he's come from, that is stunning to get get a, a yeah. nomination. And I, I, I would imagine they would look at that and say, yeah, that's fine. You get your nomination now. Carry on developing as you are, kid. Could be. You're Could awesome. be, yep. But Oldman, Oldman needs his Oscar now, and this is the ideal opportunity because it, yeah. But you see, historically, what the Oscars have tended to do, 
you screw it up. And they've given his Oscar in two films' time for a much shitter performance. Because they forgot to give it to him when he was brilliant. Well, I mean, Martin Scorsese got his Oscar for The Departed. Yeah. Which is average at best. Because they forgot to give it to him for several other much better films. Yeah. So they yeah. they they could go against type and genuinely could, like you say, give it to Oldman for the most um, compelling performance of his life. Or they could do what they always do and give it to Gary Oldman when he plays Paddington's cousin for half an hour or plays a member of the royal family for 15 seconds five years down the line. I'm, I'm backing Daniel Kaluuya for that one. Okay, okay. I think Oldman would get it just because he's very funny in it as well. Oh, well, okay. You know, he... he, 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 he he how he gets comedy into that I really don't it's just just very very good okay, okay. I, just, I just imagine that America needs that at are you saying that life isn't fun in America right now no I mean what darkest hour <laughs> it's been the darkest hour since about November 2016 um, <laughs> I forget what happened Moving on to Best Supporting Actress. Now, Mudbound, I don't know if that's been and gone and we missed it, or it hasn't come out over here yet, but Mary J. Blige is up for that. And interestingly, we're not, look, we're not going to be covering this, but she's also up for Best um, best Original Song okay. for the same film. Yeah. And then Alison Janney for I, Tonya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Now, Octavia got her Oscar last year, so I suspect probably not this year. My feeling is either Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, because there's a lot of buzz about the film, or Alison Janney for I, Tonya. Okay, I, I, I can't say anything. I haven't seen any of them. So, bimbling on to Best Supporting Actor, which sadly doesn't... Oh, it does! Oh, it does! Oh, this is brilliant! I miss this. We have Willem, Willem Dafoe. Uh, now, that, I think, just might be where they do it. I think they will. I really think they will. <laughs> Seriously. This is beautiful. So yes, we have Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards, and Christopher Plummer for not being Kevin Spacey. I reckon, I reckon it's got Christopher Plummer all over it, isn't it? That is going to be Christopher Plummer's Oscar. I really do. I think that's what they're going to go for. <laughs> I seriously do. That is beautiful. That is so fantastic. I mean, I feel sorry for Plummer because he's a good actor and he's getting it for the wrong reasons, but I think it is well, the... Unless he actually turns around and says... You know, he hasn't done any promotion whatsoever, hasn't sent out any gold lighters or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or, um, I mean, it's going to be incredibly embarrassing for him. Did you not get your Christopher Plummer bathroom? <laughs> Hopping quickly on the best director. <laughs> We've got, we, we, we're, we're back in Plummer for that one, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, on, not best director. On to best director, we have Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Dom- Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Barley Counts is one of his finest films, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. I, I just hope Nolan doesn't get it, that's all. I would agree with that completely. I mean, Jordan Peele, I think, ought to get it. Get you Out. Like film, get Out is absolutely fantastic. And it's one of those where I went to see it with the Basta, and we walked out, and we were kind of like, oh, that kind of happened. Didn't really know what I saw. And then when we sat down to do the lobby cast, five minute thing in the lobby of the cinema within those five minutes when we talked about it we realised just how good a film it was that we'd seen Uh, and it just grew on us and grew on us as we thought about it more and there was a lot to think about it just got better and better and better and it's just utterly fantastic and it just it's I can't you can't really sort of talk about what it says without giving too much away but it has a lot to say about racism and people's approach to racism both good and bad and a lot to say about humans. I think it's probably the better way of putting it. Let's, 
let's just let's just say that really when I saw it on Netflix, yeah, and the poster that they use, the picture they use for the poster, yeah, and then the blurb that they put up by the side to explain what the film is about, yeah, will immediately put off a lot of people because they'll go. Oh, I don't want to see a horror film like that. What happens? Or they poke his eyes out, or they break his fingers. What? Yeah, because it, it is not that kind of film. It's not at all, is it? I mean, this is what no. I didn't get about why they why they badged that as a horror film because it's so clearly not a horror it's, film. I know it's just, it really isn't a horror film. No, not in any way, shape, or form. No. So I'm I'm saying get out. Are you 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 reckon get out? Are you going to go with something else? Now again, I don't know. I don't know any of the others, to be honest. As I said, all I hope is they just don't give it to Nolan. That'll be enough for me. Okay, that sounds fair enough. So any any one of the other four is good enough for yeah. you. Uh, best foreign language film. Now I'm pretty sure neither of us have seen any of them. So we've got Chile, a fantastic woman from Chile, which is a title in itself, really. The insult from Lebanon, loveless from Russia. <laughs> Our body and soul from Hungary and the square from Sweden. Give it to Russia! Give it to Russia! Give it to Russian film the Russian. From Russia with love. Oh, I think they ought to give it to the Russians just for the hell of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because then they can all turn around and say, fix! Fix! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, Loveless got the most votes ever in this category. Finally, we are going to look at Best Animated Feature. Now, this we have a choice of five. One of these was mentioned in our Film of the Year roundup. Yeah. Now, the five you have, you can have Loving Vincent, Ferdinand, which seems to have taken forever to come out, Coco, The Breadwinner, Not Seen It, and Boss Baby. Boss Baby's on, on Netflix, so I haven't bothered to watch it. Do. Really? Yes. Because I hate suffering alone. Oh, that bad? Just, just watch it, and let me let me know if my if it was just the mood I was in that I missed something. Right, but it's terrible. It really is awful. Alec Baldwin being Alec Baldwin, but as a baby, is just uh, not fun for anyone. Yes, you did mention it. Yeah, I yeah. just. I mean, what about what about um, the one about Michael Winner's brother, Brad? I, I, I genuinely know nothing about that. I don't know if it's not coming out over here or if it's been and gone and I missed it or what. I mean, Ferdinand, uh, that came out at Christmas and the trailers looked fun, but it didn't look like it was particularly groundbreaking. I mean, the rules say if it's a Pixar film in the top five, then the Pixar film wins. That's just how that goes. Yeah. Um, so nothing else really stands a chance. But Ferdinand, it seems sweet and lovely, but didn't seem to do anything... Loving Vincent, the world's first fully painted feature film. That's one. That wins. The mystery surrounds the death of famed painter Vincent van Gogh in 1890 France. Sorry, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. You were born in this country, weren't you? Wow. For any of of our international listeners, our country is England. Yeah, okay. What did you just call the painter? Van Gogh. Yeah. You're not American. We never know. Is it Van Gogh? Is it Van Gogh? I don't know. It's Van Gogh. We're English. Well, what is it? The Yanks call him Van Gogh, do they? Yes. The Yanks call him Van Gogh, and they also say oregano, so we can't trust them on anything. 
on that basis, I'm changing my vote for Best Animated Film for the Batters because Loving Vince is in that and we didn't look it up, Anna. Right, here we go. Oh, God. Hang on, hang on. This is from the BBC. Yes. Oh, hang on, here it goes. I'm going to play it. Hang on. This is on YouTube. Any time today. Thank you. Ah, Van Gogh is English. Van Gogh is American. Yeah, doesn't mean they're right. Okay, let's get the Dutch and the Dutch one. Van Gogh, American. Van Gogh, Dutch. Van Gogh. Bless you. There you go. We're both wrong. It's Van Gogh. Before we before we wrap this wonderful shebangery up, um, just like the point, along with. Kong Skull Island now being the Oscar-nominated Kong Skull Island. Star yeah. Wars The Last Jedi is up for four Oscars. Oh, but they're all, all technical. Sound mixing, sound editing, visual effects, and original score, which is John Williams. Now, John Williams is up against, brilliantly, Hans Zimmer for his score for Dunkirk, which, as I recall, neither one of us <laughs> liked his Edwards. Thank you. No, actually, as bad as that is, the score for um, the Dark Hour yeah. is incredibly fitting. Oh. It is very, very good. Almost to the extent that you don't really notice it. Oh, that's nice. Right, on that note. On that note. With a great shame. It is with uh, reluctance we have to say goodbye to the wonderful man of the mammals, Mr. Gavin King. Um, here at Norwich, we say thank you very much for listening and goodbye. And hopefully, we'll be back before the end of the year. Who knows? Till then, ta ta! <laughs>